Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 3 on this ambitious, not so ambitious journey uh, to learn what it is that every different creative agency and realm does. Uh, However, today we are on to a topic that I am more than familiar with, which is uh, performance and acting, and we're going to talk to my dear friend Ryan McIntyre about acting, and he's been sort of all over the show and is a really good deep dive into the some of the mental gymnastics and well-being-related things that can go into being a performer, because it's an incredibly vulnerable job hobby it's you know it's different for a lot of people I personally love theatre and um, so I'm very excited to talk to Ryan about this but uh, Ryan's made it his job which you know we all wish we could have a cool job where we're doing make-believe all the time so we're gonna chat and Ryan could have totally done this podcast on his own because he is just such a such a good talker Uh, But I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And uh, you will notice at the end it (laughs) maybe doesn't tie up. That's because we were talking for so long that we didn't realise that uh, the field recorder had run out of battery. Because I wanted to sit elsewhere rather than behind a computer to record it. But um, all you missed out on is a whole lot of what you'll find is Ryan and I talking absolute nonsense. So sit back and enjoy and we'll see you next month. Officially recording. Well, hell. <laughs> Looks like we're doing a bit of an interview here. I guess so. Hi. I mean, like it's a, it's a, it's an interview type scenario. Yeah. But I have no questions for you. Brilliant. Other, <laughs> well, thank other you than so much for coming, Brady. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I guess I probably am one of the better positions I've been in in a long time. So very happy. Lovely. Happy to be outside of the all of the problems from the pandemic now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you want to talk those. a bit about the pandemic, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no not, at, not at all. Not at all. So would you like to introduce yourself? Um, what, is your, what is your name? Yeah, sure, sure. Do you want Asian height and location as well? Yeah, go on. Well, you said yeah, this as a casting thing as well, just so people like, really get the okay, physical sweet. image. Hi, my name's Ryan McIntyre. I'm six foot four. I'm with Johnson Lead Management. I'm based in Auckland. I'm available for all shoot dates. I'll give you a little bit of a profile. And to the right. Oh. And there you go. Sorry, I, look, I, I looked you to, to the, the left, left actually. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that. And that would have been I the good job you. You're gone. That would have been your good Yeah, that, I, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, screen is not for me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, my name's Ryan. Um, I am a actor in the New Zealand industry. Um, here, there, and everywhere, any type of performing I'm super into. Uh, and, yeah, I got my start uh, doing motion capture down in Wellington. And, well, I guess if you think, like, real start, start, I got my start with high school musicals and mm-hmm. high school, you know, a little bit of that now Sweeney Todd, talking. a little bit of that Les Mis. Were you a Sweeney um, Todd? Did you play? I, was, I you... wasn't the Sweeney Todd. Oh. I was just, like, I think I was Man 3 in Sweeney Todd or something like that. And then in Les Mis, I played Angera, and I was like, Ooh. I love acting. Yeah, um, I love singing yeah, the whole entirety yeah, of yeah. a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my love for performing and I guess the nature of performance came through like music as well. And then I was all set to go do a Bachelor of Applied Science and then ended up getting into toy. And I went down to Toy Fakari, New Zealand Drama School, trained there for about three years. Um, and then 
The day after I graduated, I started working for Weta Digital as a contractor, doing motion capture work, um, made some very good friends through that uh, company. And then, yeah, just was an actor around Wellington, stage, screen and whatnot for a good five years, moved up to Auckland, worked in reality TV for a couple of, for a year and a bit, and then now I'm uh, finding myself here, kind of like living the freelance contractor life inside of the creative, and I guess also creative tech industry now I guess mm. to a degree but yeah that's that's kind of me or at least my journey and like the broad brush strokes you make it sound very easy yeah it's not it's like oh, yeah. I went to drama school <laughs> got a job where like you know the same old every other actor does yeah. this yeah I guess like I guess I have actually uh, I guess I have in a lot of ways been very lucky in a lot of situations mm. I know a lot of friends that um, uh, really uh, auditioned for uh, Toy Vukati or really wanted to get into certain training institutes and it took them like three or four bouts to be able to do so mm. and I fortuitously was able to get in at the time I did and yeah no I, I I have very much been very fortuitous and I'm very lucky with a lot of the things I've done as well. Keep in mind, like, you know, like graduating and immediately, the, like 6 a.m. the next day after graduating, I started working, doing like an actual job, you know. And I have friends that, you know, came out and it took them a very long time to get an actual job mm. in the industry. Not like I was, what I was doing was glamorous. Like I was running around in like a lycra suit with dots all over my body with like hand stilts on running around like a gorilla. But in, in my mind, I was like, you know, if you took a picture of me or like looked at me, you were like, who is this freak doing this weird <laughs> But like in my mind, I was just like playing out the fantasy of like, I'm beginning to be a video game character. That's right. all I've ever wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, for people who don't know Toy, Toy is a pretty, probably like the, if you're into acting and you are in school and you're, I want to be an actor, you're probably <laughs> like, I want to go to Toy for Cardi. <laughs> like, and I'm going to do it. And like, yeah, yeah. and then everyone goes through their audition process. Well, not everyone. I, d- I didn't. But yeah, I have yeah. so many friends who did. Yeah. Um, and it's just like auditioning for the rest of your life, really. Yeah. I actually, I actually didn't even know that Toy Fikari, um existed or that New Zealand had a New Zealand drama school. But you my don't f- deserve your Yeah, position. I know, I know. But I, I had a friend, David, uh, at high school that was auditioning at the same time mm. that we were both in, like, drama class. I didn't start doing drama until, like, year 13 anyway, but we did, our school didn't offer it. Started doing year, drama in year 13, and my friend David was like, I'm going to go audition for Toy Fikari. And... Like, I'm doing it. It costs, like, however much. And, like, I reckon you should do it as well if you're interested in acting. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, like, I'll come support you. Like, I'll come do the audition as well. He didn't end up getting a recall. And I ended up getting a recall for it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go to it. And then ended up, like, getting into the class. And I very much am, like, the kind of person that, like, like, uh, yeah, I'm very, very lucky, very yeah. fall into yeah, fall yeah. into the right place, you know, kind of person. Or like, you know, if someone gets offered, I, I usually follow it until I either get bored of it or it oh. stops working out, you know. But totally. pandemic's been pretty hard. Or like, you know, oh, it's back. The word of the oh, day. Oh, the no. word of the day. Hush, uh, Ryan. <laughs> you can't speak of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was pretty rough on the industry, not just for act- actors, but all different crew mm. members and stuff. Like, sure. yeah, absolutely completely rough but yeah no it's been it's been pretty wild I've, I've quite enjoyed the past couple of years doing different performing and, and acting in different kind of like places as well and stage and screen and whatnot do you prefer stage or screen uh or is that too hard no nah, <laughs> or neither <laughs> i think i prefer i think i prefer screen um but mm. i think it's because in a lot of ways i think I'm going to get roasted by anyone else that, like, watches this and is an actor because everyone else has their, you know, everyone has their different processes and the way they see things. But in terms of physicality, 
screen is so much more minute because yeah. the gestures you make are so much larger on the big screen. Totally. But also in doing that, it just also means that you just physically don't have to do as much. <laughs> so, so like I guess the laziness inside of me is like <laughs> screen because I don't have to move as much. I guess, but at the same time with stage, I'm also like, oh, stage, you can kind of get away with the beautiful interaction with an audience that you can't get on yeah. screen. Yeah. You know, like yeah, because you're talking lo- to someone ex- who loves exactly, exactly. For that exact, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like physical comedy is is not it translates so differently between stage and screen. Oh, imagine trying to do like I like like we absolutely can't all be exactly. <laughs> I love the people that are able, like Steve Carell. You know, like mm, imagine mm. doing comedic routines, not just physical comedy, but any type of comedy to the same crew for like six or seven takes on like yeah. I don't know, like a Friday morning six a.m. or something, and trying to make that funny. Like, it, yeah. like it sounds ridiculously difficult to be able to do so. Let alone someone that's been like, oh, I just have a dramatic scene where I have to like sit and react to something. It's like try and make a crew of people laugh <laughs> with like t- exactly. like intentionally terrible jokes. Like, yeah. oh man. You've got to have them improv skills on. Oh, yeah. on have you done much comedy, would you say? Because, nah. I mean, you've been in your fair amount of a drama. Yes, We've seen I've been you in a fair, your, fair bit of dramas in the Black your, Hands and the Black Christmas. Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it's like, yeah, I, think I keep getting roles. In the, yeah, I think I keep getting stuff that's labelled black something because I wear so much black <laughs> as well. They're kind of like, yeah, you'd suit this perfectly. Yeah. Um, no, actually, yeah, I played a character called... Oh gosh, I can't even remember his name, but but there was for Black Hands, but I think that's now known as the David Bain murder something. Um, They like renamed it. Um, But uh, yeah, I played like a love interest to one of the daughters uh, as like this kind of like improv comedy troupe guy. Um, And I've literally never done improv in my entire life. Like we never did training for improv in terms of like high school. Like we did a little bit of toy, but we focused on a lot more on kind of like more scripted dramatic making than it was like essentially like improv classes. Things that could get you a job. Yes. (laughs) Which improv. (laughs) (laughs) No, improv can get you a job. Yeah, yeah, I love, love improv. improv. I, love I, improv. I, don't, I yeah, am yeah, not yeah. dissing improv. Yeah. If anything, can. I keep saying this to so many of the kids I teach as well because I do I do some teaching with with um, confidence building and drama classes after was after schools to help out make pay them pay them bills. Um, one of the easiest skills, or not the easiest, but the easiest that wants to sell them is just like you should learn improv because this is the single most important skill you could ever learn. Your ability to think on your feet calmly and like and intentionally is mm-hmm. such a great way to be able to like work. Um, and yeah, I wish. I I'd done more improv, but I keep saying that I'm terrible at improv, and then all my friends that are also performers are like, "You're good at improv." Ryan, but you're quite yeah, good at but improv. Be- <laughs> but the reason that I think I'm good at improv is because, or the way that uh, my friends see me in improv is me playing Dungeons and Dragons, or me just yeah. ha- taking a joke too far with them. You know, yeah, like the idea yeah, of being like, yeah. "Oh, we're doing a bit," and it's like, "Oh, that bit, I guess, is technically improv." But if I was yeah. to, you know, yeah, you know, like you see people that like they, I don't. Uh, maybe it's not the best like example but you see someone like they blind fire with them and they're like you're gonna like jump out of a plane and then they're just on their backyard and they like fall onto the grass it's like if i think that i'm having to do improv i'm like <laughs> i'm panicked but if yeah. i'm just taking the piss with my mates you know then it's like easy as and i can come up with stuff all the time i mean that's pretty i i always think that improv should probably because the improv for people who have no idea sure, about yeah, what yeah, sure yeah. improv is improvisation so you know coming up with on the spot with yeah with whatever improvised comedy, yeah, funny bit, funny routines, comedy, or doesn't have to be comedy. Yeah. Long form, short form yeah. skits, yeah. Um, off the cuff performing. And Ryan is 
also happens to be our dungeon master. Yes. Uh, for My our official title. Click it's studio. on the side of the building. Maybe put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, dungeon master. Yeah. Um, where was I? What was I? Coming to about just something oh, about I got lost because oh I was no like, oh, now my memory's not, not working. Is. Hold up, no, hold up, let oh, me check. I think it's really root. I think improv is really yes. rooted in being a child because, like, for me, yeah, those imaginaries. You know, you're playing yeah. with your friends and you're like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. the baddie. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like you put a kid in front of well, not all kids, but you put a kid in like a tasked situation. They're like, uh, uh, like. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a very natural skill. When mm. It's a natural state yeah. for, you know, kids growing up to be able to express their creativity. In a child. In a child. <sighs> like, we just all got to heal up in a child sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, especially with D&D, like, like, you know, when I was a kid, I was running around doing playing make-believe and imaginary characters. Like, I'm the pet, you know, to whatever yes. this imaginary scenario yeah. is. And I'm like, geez, if you tried to do that in, like, actual work context or friends, like, if, like you were like, could you imagine if, like, you know, you knock off at 12 o'clock on, like, a Thursday. You're like, I'm going to go get lunch. All right, so I'm going to sit down at lunch at my work. And then a random dude comes up to you and he's like, do you want to play make-believe with me in the <laughs> half hour we have? Like, do you want to run around and act like we're, like, some type of, like, cop team or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, you would laugh, but also, like, that's a very weird thing to do. So I, I, D&D allows the people or allows people to be able to express creativity or improvisation or mm. in a lot of ways decision-making and, and, mm. and living out a life or living out a character that they kind of um, haven't had the chance to be able to do so. So love D&D, love D&D. And love honestly, D&D. for those of you that don't know or those of you that have kind of like uh, are new to it, like D&D, yeah, like what is that niche? Um, uh, D&D or Dungeons and Dragons uh, is a tabletop role-playing game in which basically one person um, uh, narrates the world in which you live uh, and the other people at the table play characters that live within it. Yeah, real easy example would be, you know, if we're talking like... Stranger Things, yeah? The, yeah, all well, the play, that's, all the players, that's how yeah? it became yeah, famous yeah, again, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, all the players are basically the people and all the characters running around, and the person that runs the game is the person that is the town and the Upside Down and the Demogorgon. They're yeah. all the characters that aren't the main characters. And that's basically like a... It's a long-form, improvised, dramatic piece with all your friends. Mm. And it's mm. amazing. It's the best thing you could ever play in the entire world. I love d d Which makes it extra special that our DM is so... Like, <laughs> it's cinematic when we come in and it's like, everything feels timed, everything feels... And we all sit there like... <gasps> <laughs> we come in everyone had their own like oh i feel very like, lucky that like i don't feel like dnd is like that for everyone but you get like yeah. some creative some theater people together yeah I think, oh yeah no i basically like I, except for the group that i run here most of my other people i play with are all actors and performers mm. and it's really beautiful because there's a thing in new zealand not just in new zealand in the worldwide industry yeah the way i look will mean that I'm specifically cast in certain roles and there'll be some roles or some type of like genres that I'll want to explore in like comedy yeah comedy's a role that I'm I'm, I'm never really auditioning for or going for because it's Mm. something that I naturally don't exude you know like I don't exude comedic roles yeah um, but Which is in, weird but to in, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're a weird looking person. <laughs> you look really I'm, funny. Because no, you're like a silly guy. <laughs> a silly, goofy you're a real silly, goofy guy. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, in D&D, you create your own characters. So you get the chance mm. to be able to write a character and go like, this is a character I'll never get to play probably in any type of a performance. Even if I were to audition for it, let alone get it. Mm. Like, 
I want to play this character that's really goofy. Or I want to play this character that's really small and funny. Or I want to play this real kind of like other character. And I think there's that ownership over the characters that you can create. Um, that's really beautiful and something mm. you don't always get with um, roles that you're auditioning for or going for. Yeah, so nobody can tell you that you can't do Exactly, it. yeah. Your character, that's not right. And you're like, yeah, sure. Like, you can to a degree be like, look, your character's on paper not the most like three-dimensional thing you know like it can yeah. be a little bit thin but also like you know that you help someone come along with an idea or mm. the easiest way for me to be able to do it with D is be like what's one of your favorite um characters from pop culture yeah someone might be like oh i what? love ash from pokemon or something they're like all right cool so let's make a character that's like you know like he's like a person that's just like come of age and he's heading out to try and basically adventure the world and he wants to come across all the monsters and face all the monsters you're like cool mm. that's your character he's a monster hunter or something i like mean that. my yeah. character is Directly based <laughs> off Elwood's from Legally Blonde. Yeah, that's so. right, yeah, sorry. Um, An even better reference. <laughs> <laughs> Elf Quite specifically. Her name is Elf Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Wood Elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that character so much. <laughs> I mean, and that's me, like, my typecasting is usually, yeah. like, bimbos yeah. and over the top yeah. weird comedy stuff comedy stuff comedy look at that we should swap stuff. you could play like guy next door romantic roles oh my and God. I'll play goofy roles I would love to <laughs> I would love to you could play a lot of like feminists as well I usually get cast in that like you know having tattoos really that's the single greatest compliment I've ever been given <laughs> you, <laughs> you could really play feminists you so could like, do Yo, it sick. you just need like a nose piercing yeah. and, 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 they, and they love it they all eat it all feminists up. are just a single piercing away yeah. <laughs> truly bangs piercings bangs tattoos um, yeah no I think uh, going back to kind of like the idea of, of I guess the questions about um, performing or put questions about kind of acting to kind of like segue from D&D I think D&D especially for me has become all people that are within the creative industries, especially in New Zealand, are aware that it's a feast or and famine, feast or famine, um, as well as there's a lot of downtime between kind of like mm. gigs, you know, like even people that are like some of the most high crew members I know still have like sometimes long stints between their jobs that will start up again. Just the nature of contract work, yeah. Mm. And in those down downtimes, you've got to find things to be able to keep that that creative furnace stocked yeah you want to keep feeding that fuel and an easy way to feed that fuel for me is is, is improvised comedy and improvised um role playing as D with my friends you know like yeah. we can design characters whatever we do like i refer to even our game we play with and i refer to any of the home games we've ever played as each like session is an episode and a long yeah, running yeah. show you know like yeah that's how we like to treat it yeah because the story follows on yeah, and yeah it's one of these is you, you and a bunch of your friends are basically telling one of the greatest stories that you'll remember forever you know like and and for me i think of like the first campaign i've ever played and maybe in a cheesy way of like you know if i ever have kids and they have grandkids or whatever like this will be a story that like or one of my first campaigns will be a story that i can literally use and retell to my kids and my grandkids as like nighttime stories and bedtime well, storytelling stuff, so. like yeah. storytelling is story the telling. one thing yeah. that's going to carry through your yeah. life even if it yeah. is but like yeah uh changes yeah. <laughs> with if the you wind, find, but like, if hey. you find your friends or you find people around you or you find yourself having moments in which you're like oh i just do not get what how that person is thinking or like i don't know why they would do that or i don't know why they would think that way it's like honestly it's so great to play or read or do things that allow you to be within someone else's point of view or be mm. put in places that you have to make decisions that are in from different point of view because improv improv or i guess performing anyway the biggest thing that i've gotten from 
performing is the ability to read another person totally. empathy and and i guess resilience you know just kind of like sticking with something and like really kind of like fighting to continue kind of living that creative like performer a life i guess to a degree you know mm. and i say that as someone that is literally currently training and in, in, in another field to be able to fuel that yeah. same career you know so yeah i don't uh, yeah i guess like i guess i don't really know what like to say perfectly about kind of like performing or anything like that but i, I guess mean, like it's it, there's nothing ever perfect to say i feel because it's so different for everyone yeah um especially with acting like it's quite personal a yeah. lot of the time and and it is like it's a real emotionally yeah. driven thing it's not like Sure, it's a, sure it's a, cr- a craft that you can upskill yeah. and learn, but it's not going to look the same for everyone. Yeah. Even if you do try and mould a group of people to be a certain way, there's always going to be their own stems. And yeah, everyone's on their stuff. own journey, and also mm. some people have other responsibilities. I still like I know I can think of one or two people that I think are probably some of the funniest people that I've ever met. And I and I will probably believe forever are just some of the funniest people ever. And they have no interest in ever performing. They have no mm. interest in ever doing anything creatively, fulfill like doing anything in the arts or doing anything to mm. basically make a comedy or career from it. Because that just in, intrinsically is just who they are and what they enjoy doing, oh, you know. And I think if you take something similar to that of going, if you have a bad day acting or you have a bad day at work or you have a bad day doing anything, you know, like I think it's real easy for people to go. I had a bad day doing this, and therefore that means I'm a bad person. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> wow, you know, like, excuse me, you know, like you know, like I have had a bad day acting or had a bad audition, and because I had that bad audition, I'm a bad actor, and because I'm a bad actor, mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. And I got told by a guy called Tom, who I who I trained with, and I'll always remember his words uh, and him being like, "Just because you have a bad day doing something doesn't mean that you're a bad person." You know, like you oh, can't really? you can't equate your worth and your equivalent kind of like um like, like energy and power and, and and your kind of meaning and your existence around a flip flopping coin of going, "I've had a good day or a bad day," you know, because then basically you're living with the idea that, "Oh, okay, so I am." only ever as good as my current process or the current thing that I'm making, you know? And that is something, at least for myself in the, in the entertainment industry, I've had to entirely separate, separate myself from because it's just going like, just because I haven't like, you know, I haven't done a gig in maybe like, you know, I guess, geez, maybe close to a year now, or at least a gig in terms of TV or stuff. I've done like other theater things and small things here and there. Um, but, but because I haven't done that, I guess me when I'm much younger, I could have, or in a more, maybe more immature mindset, I could have been like, I haven't done an acting gig in ages. Mm. I'm bad at acting. I'm a bad person. And that sends me on a spiral. But instead I'm just like, yeah, I just haven't, I just haven't done an acting gig in a while. And that's fine. I want to keep going on this because you're like, you are preaching to my soul. I am am like, I'm horrible like that. Like I'm incredibly black and white thinking. It's not, this isn't me being like, this is how I am. Like I hate (laughs) that I'm like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, how did you, was it like a process of getting into that mindset? Was it like, there was a lot? Like, oh, how long yeah. did it take you to kind of transition years, into it? Yes. Yeah, like, I wasn't just at some point like, oh, I'm light switch, I'm it. good now. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I walked outside and I was perfect. Like, the sun is shining. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> you know, I just changed my mind Tomorrow's and I have like a, a Disney new princess day. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Birds lift me up into the sky or something. Um, no, yeah, I think, uh, I think really long times, just kind of like really talking 
uh, to kind of like the people around me and realizing that I just had really unhealthy practices around how I saw my worth, especially around work. Mm. I think, you know, and that's why I phrase like not just in the arts, I mean, in any job you do. Yeah. I think it's really easy to be like, I've had a bad day doing something or like this has affected me. Or I guess the, the umbrella thing is like, whatever you've done today or you did something and it was a mistake and it was a bad thing or like you from that it's been a negative thing and because of that negative scenario you're starting to believe that that is an indication of your value as a person and you're like i had a bad you know let's imaginary job yeah you sharpen pencils all day long you know that's your job for this title yeah if we use this as an example you sharpen you take pencils out of a box you sharpen them with a sharpener and you put them in another box you know like and that's your job yeah and one day you miss like five boxes or something or you like you come back from lunch and you miss five boxes and Mm. you get like yelled at or like you get really upset by it you missing those five boxes or you missing that part of your job or your ability to not done that well would be really easy to be like i didn't sharpen enough pencils yeah i'm a bad person and it's like i just didn't exactly it's it's my fault and it totally is your fault and you did make a mistake but that indication of that kind of like really strange abstract art of going like oh yeah i was sharp i missed sharpening these pencils i'm a bad person is so illogical you know and Mm. so easy to do as well like especially if we go like if we're you know either at a young age or at other times being like oh you did something wrong and it was reinforced inside you of being like you did something wrong like you're Mm. you're Mm. bad you're bad you're You're bad you did that that. yeah you're mistakes are bad your mistakes are bad yeah. and you can't make them and you're like how do I ever learn then yeah, without being yeah. like roasted and maybe that's oh maybe that's a degree as to why we have such a syndrome and like people around us or maybe people similar to our age to be like oh I'm scared of trying because if I mm. try and I make a mistake that's a bad thing to have made totally. and I'm a bad person because I did and that and it lines up with failure nobody oh, wants to be like, this I'm is a bruh, whole like, other bruh, I would love to watch you fail a million times to see you succeed yeah. because of not wanting to live out of some like like voyeuristic fantasy of being like ah look at all your failures but being like oh my god I just want the people around me to still be trying stuff you know yeah, like, yeah. and trying different avenues trying out different things but anyway yeah I guess my, <laughs> the, my main point yeah. being like uh, I think it's really easy especially in the, in the acting industry is a lot of people that I know that haven't done work in a while will start to be like, oh, I just like, I don't think I'm a very good actor or I'm not a very good yeah. this or I'm not a good very that. I, I think that it's in on terms of their skill set. It's yeah. not just the way of Exactly. And it's been like, no, you're, prob- you're still a great actor. There's just mm. not that many work, you know? It's the same yeah. with being like, you could be an amazing actor, you could be an amazing dancer or whatever, yeah? And then you decide to be a potter and you just potter for the rest of your life. Lovely. You yourself will still will stay a really great dancer you know like yeah. sure you'll get probably worse because you don't practice it as much but like you yourself as a value as a person are still great you know it's like riding a bike yeah. you might forget but you get back on and you try and then in no time well, you are a bike you, know? you are yeah. a bike <laughs> be the bike be one with the bike yeah i don't know man i was gonna start talking about mocap and stuff but it's sidetrack sidetrack comment this but yeah. is but truly like i think with acting and with because i mean for me performing is like one of my number one passions so i was very mm. excited to talk about it today and i just love riffing with you in general um you know the conversations around these jobs and the creative industries don't always have to be uh like informative in a like knowledgeable intellectual book way right like we don't have to come away from these discussions being like i know what being an actor is now because i have not come away from any of these conversations like i can now do be a web designer i now know about i am now good at that but it's like it's like 
at the root of creative jobs is like your heart and your soul and yeah. like it's like it's a literal like entire brain side of your brain that's around it so yeah. the vulnerable and the mental health and the and the conversations around that i love that yeah there was there was there was you just said something that reminded me of something that i was about to say and then i completely forgot what it was but such is the nature of trying to have a free-form flowing conversation i guess yeah. maybe it'll come back to me at some point maybe we'll Hopefully. have to do a part two. part two maybe we'll have to do our you'll own... have to pay for it <laughs> subscribe to my patreon no please keep listening <laughs> oh my God. please no. please i i have no oh, money no, for that's this. what i was going to say oh, yeah. yeah i i caught up with a oh, i didn't catch it i bumped into a, a old classmate of mine from toy a while ago and we were catching up we hadn't seen each other for a good maybe five years and it was like oh hey we we'd catch up at the, we saw each other bumped into each other at the gym and it was one of those situations where you're like i want to keep doing what i'm doing you want to keep doing what you're doing this is literally just a water cooler high in a bar yeah you know? yeah and i was like hey hey oh, good to see you what are you doing with life blah, blah, blah. and he was like yeah what are you doing at the moment not that you and then he was stopped himself and he was like not that you have to be doing yeah. anything you know yeah. like and i think there was that real mentality when we came out of drama school that it was like we're gonna have to constantly be working hard time and you know you do because you have to like work all the time especially in the industry and like really grind to try and make like a successful mm. hobby or a successful career in an industry that's so small in a country that's so small um but there's that nature of being like, you always constantly have to be hustling. You always have to constantly be doing this. You have to be doing that. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, wow, that's just so much pressure to constantly be trying to live People's under. Like, oh my gosh. The, the uh, standard of success is hustling really yeah. is like exhausting yourself and, and working overtime and, and only living your life as this is the only thing you want to do. And it's like, cool, that's passion. And, yeah. But yeah, it definitely is a mentality that comes around everyone. And I guess, especially in New Zealand, because it is so small, and it takes so much to be seen, even if we are so small, because the opportunities aren't necessarily as glorious and yeah. Hollywood-like yeah. and straight to Netflix, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. No, yeah, I'm very, um, I'm very um, grateful for the experiences that I have had so far around, like, my TV and, and film and, and stage presence. I was very fortuitous. I was part of a group that made a... Uh, theatre show down in Wellington that was actually yet again based off Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> um, but yeah I, I wrote uh, I was kind of like the the writer director and I guess in a way lead actor but only only the lead actor because I was the one that was like leading the group through like the game when we were performing because yeah. we were literally just playing D&D on stage with a couple other actors um, but we loved doing that because it was another take on like a creative outlet that like we just hadn't done before you know mm. and it was nice to do a project that wasn't us yeah, we were trying to make some money from it, but it was born out of the passion of us not only loving performing, but really loving that specific venue of performance as well. Yeah. So it meant that it was nice to put on a show being like, rather than going, you know, some people will look at a whiteboard and be like, we need to fill up this season of creative whatever and make money off it. Instead, mm. it was just like, should we do like, should we, we make, make a fun. show? Like, should we like, that would be kind of funny. I think that's and very it was much like so our show. so successful. And yeah. we were so yeah. happy with how successful it was because we were just like, really passionate little like kind of like thing we were trying to make work and it did work oh wow worked really successfully you know yeah. and if you're passionate about it you'll find the the right people to come see it and also oh, be yeah. passionate about it and like if you have people are... around you that aren't passionate about those things that is a-okay but as soon as you start having people around you that they themselves are too insecure to do that kind of stuff and will stop you from doing it like you need to find better friends like you need to find better people that will push you forward yeah. to do stuff yeah Every day of the week. So motion capture. You want us to talk about motion capture. <laughs> I mean, 
We're at the 30 minute mark. I feel like we could do a, a, a round two, two just nice. for mocap. So. Let's leave it on um, for, for actors, performance Actor, wise. Actors? Yes. Who do you admire? Why? Myself. <laughs> I get up at 5 a.m. Thank every you, day. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I get up at 5 a.m. I drink. Outro up. music plays. <laughs> Who do I really admire as an actor? Um, well, like, what are you into performance-wise? Because I think a lot of performers are like, oh, yeah. Like, oh. they know who they like and who they look up to. And, and Gosh, I just love watching acting that I believe. And that sounds so mm. contrary, but it's like, I recently saw the movie Have you Smile? Have you seen Smile? It's a horror film that just came out recently. Oh no. Oh Very my god. The though. lead actor is amazing. All of the supporting Who's cast is great except for actor. Could not tell you the names. I'm terrible with it. terrible with names. Um, but she is amazing. And all the actors in that I loved except for there was one side character that everything that they said was just so couldn't believe a single word they were saying. Like it felt like they were reading words of a script. And I guess in terms of like, I don't know specifically the specific actors that I'm like, yeah, these ones come to mind, but I know that the thing that really does put me off, like some performers is there is my inability to believe them in a role, you know, or mm. believe what they're saying. Yeah. You know, if you feel like they're kind of just like being lazy with their words, you're like, ugh, you know, but I love everything and anything. Like I'm very much kind of like the same person that would like, I, I love going to a good kind of like musical or I love going to a good like mm. opera and seeing like a really beautiful, passionate performance as much as I love going to like absurdist comedy yeah. at like, you know, like, at, at, I don't know. Oh, uh, Auntie yeah, Auntie yeah, Donna, you know, like, yeah, 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 I'm very excited to go very see them in December, Sketch yeah. comedy versus Sketch comedy, a musical, you know, so you know, different. Like puppetry as well, we yeah. just saw the other week, and then also just like, you know, yeah. big action films, you know, like, I, I grew up on a steady diet of like, Fast and Furious, you know, like, you know, like, I was like a, I was a, uh, like a blue collar, yeah. like, bootstrap yeah. kid, you know, that loved the Vin Diesel. My favourite actor growing up was Vin Diesel, and oh. I look back and I'm just like, Jesus, Ryan, like of all people I could have been impressed hey, by. Like, Vin Diesel was an actor and he <laughs> makes choices and he, <laughs> you were he saying is that, valid. You were saying that like you are being like, Vin Diesel technically <laughs> is an actor. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I don't give him the jobs. It's crazy to think also Vin Diesel, little Vin Diesel fact of the week. Um, Vin Diesel actually <laughs> got his start in a big Hollywood film because he made a little... Um, solo film like he made a little film about him auditioning in Hollywood and he did this monologue at the end that's about him his dad passing away and it's probably one of the most beautiful dramatic well. pieces of acting I've ever seen him do and from that Steven Spielberg got him in Saving Private Ryan and that's why I was like it, it, a character that you literally know as like Groot and like a thumb actually had a really <laughs> good start early on but also is just I like I forget that he's Groot it basically just looks like a thumb and is kind of just like grumbles through all of his lines and I'm like I grew up being like that guy's sick and <laughs> Paul Walker, the cars are so cool. Cars are so cool. <laughs> I love cars and metal music. Uh, yeah. Such a bargain. <laughs> not anymore, not anymore. Not anymore.